Hello and welcome to Author Chats, the Quarto Group's exclusive podcast for enlightening conversations with authors, editors, illustrators, and more. I'm your host, Mel Shewitt, and today I'm talking to Brett Schilke, author of Adventures in Engineering for Kids, 35 Challenges to Design the Future, Journey to City X Without Limits, What Can Kids Create?, Brett Schilke is a globally recognized expert on the future of learning and the future of work, and he's the co-creator of the City X Project, a problem-solving design and engineering course for kids that's used in over 75 countries and nationwide in China. He's an advisor to multiple education startups and has designed future-focused curriculum and learning experiences for U.S. Congress and the UAE Ministry of Education. Brett also currently leads the Task Force for the Future of Work and the G20 Engagement Group on Youth. He writes regularly on education and the future of youth on various media properties and averages over 30 global speaking engagements each year. Adventures in Engineering for Kids explores the future through problem-solving, design thinking, and engineering in a science-fact world that most parents and kids don't know exist yet. This book invites kids to take charge of the world they wish to create by designing inventions and solutions to challenges faced in an imaginary City X, the first human settlement on another planet. Let's chat with Brett Schilke. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much, Mel. I feel like the first place that we should start with this book is I would love for you to give me an elevator pitch. I want to hear in your own words what Adventures in Engineering for Kids is about. That is a, that, that's a great question. So the, the story of this book is really much bigger than just kind of an adventure in engineering. The, the story is about humans leaving Earth, and they're going to go settle the first human settlement on another planet called City X. And as you might imagine, when you're settling a new human settlement on another planet deep in space, you encounter a lot of different types of challenges, Um, a lot like the challenges you might face here on Earth, things like communication, transportation, education, environment, and so on. And the mayor and the citizens of City X have sent this message back to the citizens of Earth asking for their help, saying that, that we need your creative solutions and your ideas to actually tackle the challenges that we are facing as we're going to create this new this new city, this new city X. So the the mayor of the city has formed a uh, an elite intergalactic engineering team called the Irresistible Futures Agency, and our kids here on Earth are going to be the agents of change in this new city. So the book itself is really all about helping our kids uh, really see themselves as as people who can pick up these tools around them and help others tackle massive challenges and learn things that they've never learned anywhere else. Can you tell us a little bit about how kids can, like what specifically kids can use from this book to sort of create a toolkit for building their own worlds? Absolutely. So the the book is focused on the kind of the underpinnings of design thinking. So kids are learning how to empathize, how to define challenges, how to do research and kind of uh, you know synthesize lots of different information and data. Uh, they're also learning about the basics of engineering, prototyping, building things, designing, and then also how to communicate these ideas to to others. And the the book packages these into thirty five different activities 
activities that actually take real world uh, tools, real world approaches, things that designers and engineers and doctors and, and experts use every day and actually put them into these uh, kind of formats and really accessible versions that kids can can complete. They can do them. And they're actually picking up tools that real life professionals are using and putting them into practice to come up with creative solutions to challenges. Is there one challenge or activity in particular that you're excited for people to see and try? Uh, you know, the, the one that's really been on my mind so much lately, just because of the reality that we've been living in the last few months in this in this country, in this world, um, is the, the chapter that's focused on health. And each, each chapter of this book kind of tackles one different uh, major global global issue that we face. And it, it comes out of different ways of thinking about them, different perspectives on the issues. And, and the reason that I think this chapter is just kind of the most exciting to me right now is that it's the one that is likely to be the most real for, for kids, uh, the most tangible. And I think that you know, being able to provide kids with a, a, a narrative and a tool set that makes them feel capable and uh, confident in the face of a challenge is actually something that, frankly, is, is really needed right now. And, and I'm hoping uh, might actually go pretty far in helping kids kind of feel better about how they can make tomorrow better than what we're experiencing. How did you take all of these activities, challenges, and create First of all, how did you pare it down to 35? I'm always fascinated. But also, how did you sort of string them together to create a narrative that, you know, kids can follow and that, you know, it feels like you're creating, you know, I think maybe it comes back to you can tell us what the City X project is as well. Yeah, of course. Um so I'll actually start there. You know, the the inspiration behind this book is a curriculum that I, I, I built along with a couple of friends of mine um, almost five or six years ago now. And we, we had this idea that if we could build a, a story, and this is an important component of this, that we build a story um, that really gives kids the ability to pick up tools and concepts and ideas and challenges they've never faced before, um, that we could, we could create something where, um, this idea of city X couldn't, it wouldn't just be uh, a settlement on another planet, but it could be any city anywhere. It could be the reality. Any kid is living in anywhere on the planet and they could really see themselves in the story and see, see their world in the story. And we built, um, a, a complete toolkit, really, for, for teaching creative problem solving, communication, um, design thinking, and these engineering basics uh, with, with a whole bunch of different layers beneath it about teaching diversity and communication and understanding and, and empathy and global perspectives and all of this. We packaged this as a toolkit several years ago and released it out to the world. Um, it's used now in, in over 75 countries. Uh, it was the basis of a nationwide design competition in China a couple of years back. And the the community that we've been able to build and the response we've gotten from kids and parents and teachers has just been amazing. So this book is really the kind of the, the next piece of the story of, of City X. And it's, it's taking a lot of the lessons that we learned through years and years of development on that curriculum and then the years that we've actually headed out in the world, taking the best knowledge, the best understanding, the, the best new approaches that we've really been able to come on through that process and, and building them into a, a newer and stronger version of, of that experience. And when you asked, you know, how do you cut it down to, uh, to 35 challenges and, and how do you make that story flow together? 
Um, it's a lot of post-its. That's actually the best answer I can give you. My, my, my wall was coated in them. Still is, actually. I'm looking at it right na- next to me. There's still several there. Uh, and, and just really figuring out how you can make this thing flow together and not being afraid to cut out parts that, that might not necessarily fit. I have a lot on the cutting room floor for this book. So what I, would, I was just going to ask, um, what project were you sad to leave out? Hmm. Um, I actually think that one of the projects... I feel, um, I don't want to say I feel strongly about, but one of the projects that I liked having included was the exact challenge I was going through writing the book. Um, it was a challenge, an activity I had called Kill Your Darlings. And I think that as an engineer, as a designer, as a creator of the future, we often have these preconceived ideas about what we're going to create or what's going to come out of an experience. And we really have a difficult time letting them go if they just don't fit or they just don't work. It's one of the most important lessons a kid can learn as they're thinking about becoming an engineer or designer or creator of solutions. And uh, for me, myself, I had difficulty cutting out some of these lessons that were so valuable to me. But in the end, that was one actually that I, that I removed. Um, not even for any real particular reason did that one make it onto the floor, but it's it's a lesson that I think is is still important for people to understand and for kids to experience. <laughs> and adults. <laughs> and adults. <laughs> what do you do when you're not writing books for kids? Well, um, at the moment, I am taking my dog for a lot of walks and <laughs> spending a lot of time in the home office. Uh, but the the two big projects that I'm, I'm working on right now are uh, designing the education experience for a new children's museum in Mumbai, in India. It's called the Museum of Solutions, and it's a, a brand new 10-story children's museum that we're building downtown central Mumbai. Um, it's a project being led by a foundation in India, and my team is is basically building the learning journey and the experience that kids are going to go through as they come into the museum uh, as whoever they are, bringing whatever they bring with them, and leaving on the top floor having explored major issues that we face in the world, and ultimately actually testing out different solutions and uh, and and creations of That's their amazing. own making before they leave. Yeah, it's been that super fun to work really on this. Really cool. Um, kind of a project many years in, in the works, um, even on, on their side. And and it's really exciting to kind of see it coming to life. Uh, so that's one big thing right now. And then um, the other is just with, with, with this team that I have, uh, we're actually launching a, a global learning laboratory right now focused on the future of education um, and really looking at how we can begin to build uh, stronger education systems and uh, education methodologies within our communities all around the world that are really focused on helping not just kids, to be honest, but um, helping kids and, and their parents and teachers and these ecosystems understand the way that the future is going to be changing and how we can really begin to prepare for that and act differently today in, in, in order to, to make that future as good as it can be. Your work seems very focused on working 
with kids, starting the, starting that learning very young. What does it mean to you personally to, to work with kids? I love working with kids. Um, I actually wrote an article uh, just like a, a week ago that I put up on my website just for fun. And it was about you know the reasons why I like to write for kids. And those reasons actually are, are kind of the same for me when I think about working with kids in general. It's you know, Kids are really open to possibility. Um, I, I think that when, when we teach to kids, there are fewer barriers of what needs to be unlearned. You know, kids aren't as judgmental. Kids get lost in stories. They don't really believe that the future exists yet. And they, they really think that there's a, a chance to change it and let it be something magical and, and awesome in the, in the literal definition of that word. Um, you just have so much more fun. So I, I thoroughly enjoy it. I do a lot of work with both kids and adults, but I definitely find my time spent with kids to be the most uh, invigorating. I love that. I feel the exact same way. Um, (laughs) I've got one final question for you for the libraries listening, librarians (laughs) listening. Can you tell us what the first book you checked out of the library was and what does it mean to you to have your book available to any kids or adults who want to experiment with some engineering projects? Oh my gosh. I was, I spent a lot of time in the library when I was a kid. Um, I don't think I, I can remember the first book, but I, I remember probably the book that I checked out the most was the entire Goosebumps series since I was a child. Um, but it, it's funny when you ask that, actually, what, what comes to my mind is not actually a book. Uh, well, it is a book, but it, it's more about a story about my librarian when I was a kid. Um, when I was in elementary school, my librarian, Mrs. Holden, uh, was a person who I spent a lot of time with. I, I was there a lot, reading, working on projects in the library, everything. And uh, when I was in fourth grade, she actually uh, told me that there was going to be an author in town doing doing a book signing and, and asked if I'd be interested in going. And she brought me to go meet Tommy DePaolo. And uh, I actually got to talk to him very briefly, and he signed a copy of Strigonona for me uh, that I I still have and and cherish. And it was just, you know, a moment that looking back on it now as an adult, I realized was one of the first times I really realized that authors are just people. And and I, I could just stand in front of this person and talk to him and shake his hand. And he wasn't, he wasn't this like figment of my imagination whose name happened to be on picture book I liked. And I, I I don't think I could go so far as to say, you know, this was the transformational moment for me or anything like that, but it's, it's, it's a memory I have of what, just what it meant to be in in that world of of writers and books and the effect that it can actually have on people and the meaning it can have in someone's life. So when when I think about my book, you know, being in a library and and being this thing a kid can pick up and be fascinated by and and really get into or get lost in, that is it's so exciting to me thinking about myself at that age and how I would engage with a book like this. And I think what I actually hope more more than anything is that it's a chance for for kids to to really realize that the things in this book are things anyone can do whether that's writing the book itself or tackling the challenges in it. Um, that it that it's not some figment of their imagination. It's not something fake or esoteric or out there. But it's it's accessible and it's real. 
That's the perfect stopping point. <laughs> that was lovely. Thank you so much, Brad. <laughs> of course. This was fun. for listening to Author Chats. Adventures in Engineering for Kids is available worldwide, so please visit your favorite bookstore, library, or online retailer to find a copy for you and your readers. Enjoyed what you heard? Tell your friends. Share our podcast far and wide with colleagues by suggesting they subscribe to Author Chats on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever they listen to podcasts. And of course, we would love it if you left a review so others can enjoy too. Special thanks to Scott Holmes for our theme music.